0: Welcome to From the Ground Up, insights into crop production productivity from Salford's agronomy expert, Jim Boak.
1: Good morning. Today is Monday, December 19th, and you are listening to From the Ground Up. Today we have Bob Featheringhill on the phone. We're going to talk about his view on tillage. Bob, do you want to introduce yourself today? I'm Bob Featheringill of Attica, Ohio, which is about 30 miles south of Lake Erie in uh, central Ohio, northern north central. I always say is where I live. We're involved with a grain operation, corn, beans, and once in a while a little wheat in the rotation. Been involved with no-tilling and high-residue farming for well ever since '79 is when we started it, and. Some of the things that we've done is we we just straight no-tilled for a number of years, and uh, we was starting to run into some problems with the type soils that we have, which is a blount a yellow blount uh, was getting very tight on us even with the no-tilling. And at that point in time, we decided we had to do something. And, and talking to a consultant, he had heard about an airway, and he said, "I think you ought to try this." And so that's. Basically, what we did, and we like the results, and we haven't looked back since we've just tried to improve on the system and we We've had an airway in our system since eighty nine now and really like what it does. It allows water infiltration, it fractures that top eight inches of soil compaction that's there, and helps us get to the point what we want in the soil. You know, when you take a pie of soil and look at it, somewhere around fifty percent of it should be air and water. 25 each would be ideal, and then you have your organic matter, and the rest of it is, is mineral. And the airway, it really helps us address that air-water ratio. And there's times of the year that your soil saturated, and it pushes the air out. With the airway and using the airway in the fall and in the spring. Most of the time we use it in the spring, just ahead of the planters. We have to practice a lot of behaving ourselves and not necessarily running to the field right away when the neighboring farmers do, because we try to give the soil every chance to dry out, especially with the residue on top of it. And we've been very successful with, with this. And like I say, always trying to improve on that system. And we believe in it highly. Quite a lot of people that's watched me over the years in this area is has a tremendous amount of airways running in it. Like I say, we try to leave the residue on top, get infiltration of the water, keep the soil in place, and we've cut soil erosion down big time. That was my main reason of getting into no-till back in the late 70s, early 80s, was to try to save our soil and maintain it and keep it out of Lake Erie. So, you know, that's a big issue today, and not everyone is capable of cover crops a lot of falls don't work out. A lot of summers don't work out where the cover crop can be sown. I'm a very big believer in cover crops, and we try to do as much as we can. We run an awful lot of rye in our rotation, corn stalks, uh, sometimes beans back to beans, but we always make sure it's covered up with rye. Most of the time, we'll do a ground application of rye. We'll run the airway on a bean stubble or corn stubble, and then sow the rye and seems like we come out in the spring with a very limited amount of erosion, and and the stalks stay pretty well in place. Like I say, very happy. We've noticed that in in heavy corn residue that we had somewhere around a 30% reduction in residue on the ground just due to the bacteria action that starts if we get an early fall and and helps break that residue down. Uh, That's kind of where we're at. Have you always been a big advocate for soil health or was there a turning point at some point in your career that you really started to focus on soil health? It's always been in the back of my mind, you know, uh, years when we were chisel plowing, we did a little mowboard plowing when I was a young man and I just knew there had to be a better way because we were seeing quite a bit of erosion. Most of our soil slopes run 2 to 6%, some areas have a little more in the slope than that, and a few areas are a little flatter than that, but we're either driving up a hill or down a hill. Um, (laughs) It's two to six is not bad slopes, but you've got to try to maintain this soil. We've been able to build organic matter over the years with the system that we're using. Like I say, we try to get cover crop in there, and those fields where we've been able to get rye on over the years and About every field that is in the operation has had rye on it, and some of them get it back-to-back. And and like I say, it's just very important that we keep this covered up. Uh, When we have weed in rotation, that helps us also with some summer cover crops, and it helps with manure application as far as using the airway. Fracturing that soil with liquid manure, we are getting infiltration. In the top eight inches in a matter of just seconds or very minimal minutes and it, it soaks in and it ties itself up on the soil in the top eight inches and notice a very very big reduction in any manure headed for the tile outlets and once it hits the tile outlets it hits the creeks and then it hits honey in the, the creeks or the rivers around here we've got Sandusky River Honey Creek and Heron River and they all head towards Lake Erie, so uh, we're trying to be very pro there and do our part. So that's, right. that's where we're at on that. Another thing we do is a little unique, and we think it's very, very important. What's going on in the Lake Erie Basin is we side dress. We put together row crop airways, and we're site dressing with that. And a few meetings we've been to and, and listened to some of the presentations that's going on. We feel we're just maybe one step ahead on that and we're airwaying in eight inches deep with only one tine, one row of tines per row and we're putting an injector in there just off of a colder uh, spacing of a couple inches so we get some breakdown and trying to bury that 28% that we're using anywhere from three to five inches if we can get it in there. It takes some weight in this type of operation to put those in Once we get figured out how much weight we need for the season, then we're usually good to go.
0: Yeah, circling back to the beginning, you were talking about, you know, the composition of soil, the air-water composition. So when you're side-dressing in the 20%, do you feel you're getting some benefits from getting some air in the soil at that time, at the side-dressing period of time?
1: Yes, we just feel it's, I guess, we're one of the few people that think about the importance of air in this soil, and it's... It's very important to have this air so these roots can live. I mean, where fellows have used cover crops for many, many years and, and kept things covered up, we've had trouble in our operation making that always fit. But those fellows are able to get air down in the soil, on most type soils, uh, just with the roots decaying out. And If you take an old fence row and go out in there where it hasn't been tilled for years, or plowed or anything like that, or field cultivated, that is, it's aerobic and it has a lot of air in it. And uh you know, if you've ever just torn a fence row out and planted on it, the organic matter's higher, there's a lot more air in that soil and when you see yellow soil out here, we and our soil is yellow the plant soil, and that's beat down where you could dribble a basketball across the field way uh, to me, that's just you, you've lost already before you start because. That just tells me there's no place for air and no place for water. and It's a balancing act between the air and the water. If we can get 25% air in the soil, we can get 25% water in that soil. And it helps maintain these soils, uh, these lighter organic matter soils, as we get into summer to extend this water as far as we can.
0: I noticed when we were down visiting a couple of weeks ago that, you know, walking across your field, it felt, felt almost like walking on a sponge or a mattress. It was quite resilient to walk on,
1: yeah, and that's not the that's not the nature of this soil I mean this soil's it's the next thing to concrete you know if if you don't address it and like i say i that's what makes me always feel good is go out on on these shields after their airway, seeing all the residue left on top, and then also feeling that sponge that you're talking about.
0: Where you guys live there, it seems like the weatherman treats you pretty bad. You either have too much rain or not enough. If if there's a drought in Ohio, you guys are usually right in the thick of it. Uh, Do you feel that the practices that you've implemented have somewhat protected you against drought and and also against heavy rains?
1: Yes, yes, we do. You know, um, if you get a three-inch rain in an hour's time, you're going to have runoff of pretty flat soils, you know. Those are the worst scenarios. But normal rainfall, this inch or so, inch and a half rains, most times it it just sucks it up. I've taken some pictures in the past and take a picture of our field and just turn a 180 and take a picture of a neighboring field where they use seal cultivators and, and beat the soil down and it's amazing how how ours has infiltrated right after those heavy rains and, and the water's pooled all over you'll see it running down wheel tracks and most of it makes it to the low ground and it never gets a chance to soak in on on the hillside thing thanks for listening you can stay up to date with selford on twitter at selford group and on facebook same thing selford group
0: from the ground up was brought to you by selford group manufacturers of airway BBI, Valmar, and Salford tillage, seeding, and application equipment. For more information on Salford Group, go to selfordgroup.com or call 1-866-442-1293.